or we should have the countdown going. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not seeing a countdown. I saw it. Did you? It says recording on my side. Does it? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. I, I, oh, I guess we are recording. Shit. Well, I guess we're live. <laughs> you know, it was weird. It was like, it doesn't say it's recording. So I don't, you know. It's okay. You're not the yeah, IT whiz you thought you were. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I need to call IT support, right? Mm-hmm. So what's yeah, up, everybody? Better. I'm Dustin Coiner from Talking Motorbikes Track Days here in SoCal, and I'm on with the Club Racer slash Privateer Moto America guy, Stock Thousand, right? Manny Segura. Um, anybody that's been racing in Southern California or uh, what Arroyo Seco, right? Um, in the last nope. I haven't been you haven't done once. a Royal Seiko? No. Roger keeps bugging me to go, but I haven't been able to make it out there yet. Yeah, well, you know. Okay, so anybody that's been racing everywhere except <laughs> except Royal Seiko, you probably raced against Manny if you're uh, if you're in the open classes, right? Um, mm-hmm. I remember racing against you. Uh, <clears throat> I think I was still running the number two plate at Chuckwalla, and um, I remember you you come out. And I I battled with you a few times, mm-hmm. you know. I did give you the Matumbo. <laughs> you did, yeah. And, you and sure I, did. And I was like, and honestly, that was like, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Who, who does he think he is? Because I was just fresh to the the SoCal. Um, yeah. Because I was I was coming back from Texas. I lived in Austin for seven years, six or seven years. So yeah, I was racing in the CMRA. So when I got out there, I think that was one of my first like ever that I ever did. C- CBMA, okay. sorry, not CMRA. CBMA. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's so many acronym race series. It's hard to keep track of them all, right? It can be, yeah, especially in conversation. Yeah, uh, we were a WSMC, you know, CVMA, CRA, yeah. AFIB. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. like, who cares? Where were, where were you at? Right. Who cares? Where were you at? Who was involved? That's those are, those right. are the details we need to know. Yeah. Well, I was in the middle of a race. I can't remember where I was finish, you know, position wise, but I remember you taking a dive bomb on the inside of me and I just mm-hmm. cock blocked the shit out of you. And with my mm-hmm. knee on the yeah. ground, I looked back at you and I shook my finger at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, I was stuck behind you for Cause I had to come from a, a row or two back. Cause I didn't, I never, oh, I was holding you up. There. I was holding you up. A, a little bit and i was trying to get by and i didn't know what the hell i was doing there so i just stuck it in and he, he yeah. slammed the door on me and and that was what i got to know of you for a long time because i didn't have a conversation with you for probably another six months or so yeah i because we you know the paddock was huge there like you you might have eaten my barbecue right i don't know if you ever did that i'm, sh- I'm sure the, i did yeah the, you know like i used to cook um there used to be the at uh, Chuck Walla had this cool thing back in the day. Um, I don't know if you remember, but there was Team Low Budget, and they yeah. would do these epic barbecues. And um, you know, I would I would always cook like those jumbo prawns. Mm-hmm. And then I know, you know for sure they, I ate your food then because I know I had a, a grip of those. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you know, <laughs> Anton and Brown Man had their thing. Jimmy and Karen had their thing. Um, there was the fried chicken dude, you know, like there was, there was so much shit there. It was like, 
race weekends at CVMA back in the day were really like um, camping trips with the homies with a little bit of racing yeah. in the middle. You know, it was yeah. great. And, yeah. and I never, I never got to um, until recently. Um, I've come, I always kind of outcasted there because I just showed up to to get some time, um, and I've made some really yeah, for sure. But yeah, I just kind of stayed away from any of that kind of stuff. I just wanted to go get some seat time, get ready for the season, and it's been great for that. But I've I've definitely made some really close good friends from there for sure. Yeah, I mean. You know, I still, I still every now and then talk to people out there. Actually, uh, the other night I was talking to my friend Cowboy, and I've been friends with Cowboy for probably going more than probably more than fifteen years. Um, He's a former Track Days guy, whatever. But I guess he's like the the COO or whatever. You know, he's like the ops guy. He manages the whole club, responds to everything, whatever. Dude, Cowboy kind of scumbagged me to come out. You know. So, dude, next week I'm turning 48, and I'm gonna go out there and race at CVMA. <laughs> I haven't raced at guy. CVMA since 2019, dude. a boy! I hope I see you out there. There's some. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go race there. the old shitbags class. You know. Oh, they, there's some fast guys out there now. They're not. A, they're not a push around. So you got. I don't you think they really there. ever were, but um, you know, it's funny. Like I. I, I'm, I guess you could say I'm one of the founding members of that play, that club. And mm-hmm. uh, I can remember saying that when, when we started that club, I was like, you know, it'd be cool is if at some point we could make this like WSMC where back in the day at WSMC, man, like to do the time to do, let's just say the leaders were doing like 21s or something. Right. And if you could get, if you could do a 27 and finish 14th, that tells you like the club's got some depth to it. Right. Yeah. And I keep hearing that that's kind of how it is now out there. Like it, mm-hmm. there's like the, the guys that are doing 48s are finishing like 14th, which is like perfect. It was like my vision, you know? So yeah. pretty stoked about that. That's so yeah, I guess I'm going to go race CVMA and race an old shit bag like you guys, you know, or against you guys. I hope I, I hope I get to see you out there. Yeah, man. You know, I think I'm going to do Formula Open and Formula 40 on Saturday. That's it. I'm not going to spend the okay. weekend. And I'm try. I'm going to try not to involve myself in anything other than chasing the fun of racing and then getting the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So well, good. Good, good. So no, you're I mean, you're going to you you might race out there, too. Yeah, I did the last round. Um, I finally got bike back together and worked on a few things after the, the Moto A season, the last round. And uh, I got it to where I, I thought it was going to be a good setup because I'm, I'm on the first year riding the Suzuki and I'm still learning it. There's um, geometries kind of, everyone knows those baselines, but uh, the uh, suspension, especially for Chuck Walla, got it out there. I just had like two rounds last year to kind of just ride them. And I got thrown into the beginning of the season or the motorway stuff and um that i had to learn it on the go so um wow i love it it's it's a comfortable bike it's um not the fastest of the bunch but it handles great and yeah it's the more i get to spend at chuckwalla um i'll say it there's more more and more confidence that comes from it but um, you don't ever get to stretch its legs so then you got to learn all that stuff again once you get to the to the motorway stuff so 
you used to race a Cowie, right? Yeah. Um, when you, when you knew me, I was on a, a 2016 or a 20, I can't remember if it was the 16. I think it was the 19 version of, of the, of the Cowie. CX-10. Okay. And then, uh, I think that was the last one I had. That bike is still going. I think Lug owns it. Um, but he's looking to, to get rid of it. But yeah, I got rid Shit, of that. That's the bike Lug Nuts is racing. He was. Yeah. I think oh, he's shit. back on an, on on his bike now, but he okay. he had an engine issue uh, last year, and he needed a bike to race it because uh, he was in the points. So he bought the bike off of the guy I sold it to, um, just so he could compete. He was here. He was here at a podium club, I think, is when his okay. his motor blew up. So he ended up with to Chuck, and I think he even raced some of the the motor after he was uh, off the Altus, Altus bike. No shit. I, I, yeah. I didn't know that. You know, I thought, yeah. he, I thought he had like, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I just had a mis, uh, a misconception there. I thought, or uh, I thought he had was riding Michael Gilbert's old bike, but maybe somebody else was riding that, you know? I, I think he, that may be true, but I know one of them took a shit. Um, okay. At least the motor did. The motor did. Okay. And he had to do like a swap. And I know mine. I know that for sure. Wow. Okay. So you've you've yeah. uh, kind of gone to the dark side, then, huh? You're sort of, so to speak, you're a Suzuki guy, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I I I like everybody that was on the Cowie. I love the power of the thing, but it just when they went to this new bike and all the homologations that they made and the superbike stuff, the world superbike stuff, uh, it made it a a handful for the for the you know privateer if we had a swing arm and stuff like that it was a different story but we can't do that so the electronics uh, the swing arm on it not being able to change the, the steering angles all that kind of stuff it, it made it hard to hard to ride and i was already starting to struggle with some of that on the 19. come to find out hmm. from lug i had kind of a setup that wasn't um wasn't my forte for sure i'm just learning how to how to race at that level if i'm honest and the hmm. guys that have been racing that bike, um, you know, uh, Mikey Gilbert, one of them, uh, Lug obviously is another, uh, Dave, uh, Olsey Dave, as I like to say. Yeah, everybody ditched the Cowies. Yeah, we all had to because there was yeah. no way to go. I mean, you could get to a point on it and then you were kind of like dead in the water. So hmm. um, everybody loves the power, but I couldn't make the thing turn. And I just struggled with making the thing turn everywhere especially when you get to the national level stuff. And Lug has found that out this year. He, he makes I heard, it go I heard good some of the shot. guys, I heard some of the guys were talking about how like, uh, the kit electronics on those things were kind of trash. Mm -hmm. that... Yeah. I never got to deal with it firsthand, but, um, a handful of my buddies, um, said the same thing and really? talking to, you know, Corey and all those guys. Yeah. They had, they struggled with it quite a bit. No shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have never guessed that, man. It's like super, um, it's super frustrating to spend the money that dipshits like us spend to do this crap and then have the stuff not work, you know? So, yeah, it's, it would be super frustrating. I was stuck. Um, I won't say I'm, I was stuck on the cow because I certainly wasn't. I was still the limiting factor there. But um, once I got to a point, I was like, especially with my package, my program, all of that. Um, I didn't have the money to make it, you know, the Suzuki made the most, most sense at that point. Right. It was either that or 
you know, Ducati or something else. And I don't have the money to race that thing. So, yep. Yep. No, I trust me. I played with the idea, but that whole idea was the same thing. It was, it was going to be about to do the level. I want to do it. Cause I mean, I had the discussion with you at podium club when we saw each other last is yeah. I'm barely putting data into my bike this year. Like I haven't had data at all. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's, there's money to be allotted everywhere. And if you can't, yeah, I mean, the, you know, with the uh, Yamaha, the kit electronics are fairly inexpensive, right? I mean, right. you know, what was it? 2,500 bucks and you get the harness and the ECU and the, and the little dongle thing yeah. or whatever. Right. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty, that's pretty reasonable. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I but, agree with you. I agree with you. Just, you weren't going to get a better deal than I got on that, on my GSXR that I have now. Well, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was, you, it was, so I cheap. know you've I heard my saying, right? You know, I've heard my saying, right? Uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, uh, and no, I'm not talking shit about your bike or anything, but I was, you know, in general, it's like you cheap are. shit Go is still on. shit, right? <laughs> cheap shit is still yeah. shit, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, I get it, dude. I mean, look, you know, back in the day, I, I uh, when I got, let's see, I can remember Honda years ago had, uh, they were blowing out their 08,000s for like, Eighty nine, ninety nine. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember a few racers getting them just because they were so cheap. Yeah. But then what? Yeah. yeah. You know. So, I mean, thankfully Suzuki's no, not Suzuki's not that. You know, there's there's like other people when you're on the race weekend. There's other people that ride Suzuki's, right? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, if that you're that guy on the Honda, I mean, ask you know, high rev Trev's watching the show right now. Like, he's the guy, yeah. right? Like, he's the one yeah. guy that has a Honda. So, uh -huh. yep. By the and, way, he says that sure. there's a new t shirt idea. He says that, uh, that I should have a new t shirt that says, You've eaten my barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Right? Yeah. Good idea. So, um, yeah. So, what do you, what do you feel is different about your Suzuki other than the fact that it's easier to make turns? nothing it's it's the same as everybody else's suzuki it's it's literally stock um other than the the you know the suspension that we stick on there uh i have a kit a kit ecu uh yo stuff that i haven't been able to adjust all year long there's been an issue there um really? yeah so i ha i haven't been able to get yeah chris chris was involved in this at one point chris Elwich, where i was trying to get uh just to communicate to the damn thing and hmm. this was early on the season. We worked on it. We worked on it round around the bikes on the other side of the country where I can only get to it, you know, a couple of days before the race weekend starts. And I was yeah. trying to debug this stuff. And I, I wasn't able to compete, communicate to the ECU all year long. That's um, awful. Not knocking, so, not knocking Yosh or anything, but yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the, so was that, was your bike like, uh, was that team hauling your bike round around or something or? No. So, so I haul all my own stuff. Um, I've got a transit van that basically, you know, I'll take it out to Atlanta. And when we're doing that East coast swing, like we have been, uh, it'll sit out there for you know a couple of weeks until we go to the next round. Okay. Um, this year I came back, um, but I didn't really have electronic issues there. There was more gearbox issues and stuff that I, oh. you know, it was still brand new. Um, yeah, I was actually racing fairly well, both races. And I, 15th or 19th or whatever I finished and they were all gearbox issues coming into the last corner and 
thing would just drop into neutral and it happened twice in both so twice you, in the last you, race go down the first gear yeah when you go down yeah, to, okay. I was going down the first so you go down to first gear and the thing would pop out of gear it would just pop out yeah oh shit yeah and and so, it was an electronic issue or was it a shift lever height uh, issue i i i'm pretty sure it's a it's a fork issue it's actually like structural uh, in the oh. tranny but um it wasn't electronic because speaking I, of blowing trannies yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 i i had that happen on the cowie um you did okay did um, you? you know what i i had it on suzuki's back in the day you know, uh, mm -hmm. there was a 750 that was apparently known to have a shit transmission. And they, year to year, like from 2000 to 2001, they changed this one part. And it made it a solid piece instead of a hollow piece. And then, you yeah, know. Did it. Yeah. We used to do all yeah. kinds of stupid shit back then. Like shift stars and shift forks, you know, race, yep. race shift forks. Yep. Yep. Well, I, yeah. I dabbled in that this year um, for the first time at Austin because I, I hadn't had any issue of the thing dropping out. It was it was at Atlanta, dropped out of gear, never did it again yeah. until I got to uh, Austin. What was that, Brainerd? I don't remember, man. It all blends yeah, together. It was Brainerd. Mm -hmm. It does. She's there where it was popping out of gear. So I was like, something, it's got to be a fork or something else. And one of my good, good buddies, Eddie Thornton, um, was talking to him at in Austin. I was there uh, the week before just getting. And he's like, you need to put a shift star in that thing. And I was no shit. Shift star. I'll get a shift star. And it got there uh, Friday night. So, hmm. uh, no, sorry, not Friday night, Thursday night. So I was putting it in. So I missed the first practice because I was still putting the thing in because I had never taken it apart before. Um, and, and it seemed to make the shifting a lot smoother, but it, at, at the, when things got hot later in the weekend, as we all ex experienced, it, it did fall out um, when I was in second hmm. gear or even in, even if I was in second gear coming into a transition when the engine was just coming down, it would just drop out of gear. It did it a couple of times. So I just kind of wow. had to manage it as best I could. So you leave your bike on the East in your van and everything on the East coast or whatever. And then you fly home. Is that how it works? Yeah. I mean, depending on how the schedule works out. Um, yeah. That's if that's what I'll do, I'll just leave it, fly home, got to go back to work. And then at for a, a company. Um, so I didn't have as much free time as I do when I'm working on my own stuff now with the detailing, which I've been doing. Okay. Years, but, yeah, now I have that time back. back. So if I need to drive it back, I'll just drive it back. Um, but in okay. some cases, it just makes more sense just to leave it there and I'll show up early or whatever to work on stuff and get everything ready. Well, that's cool, man. I, um, yeah. I'm i just curious about that. You know, like I always, I always like talking to privateers because like each of you kind of have different ways of doing stuff. And you with the van, that sounds, I mean, do you ever end up, are you that guy that like sleeps in your van on race weekend, like that kind of thing? Or how does it work? I've definitely done it. Um, usually for like the motorway rounds, um, my dad is like, he's, he's 
above and beyond with with just the help and stuff so he'll always show up most of the time and we'll just get a room after i've set everything up but like definitely when i'm on the way and i don't have you know funds or whatever for extra hotels and stuff like i'll just sleep in the van and uh just get well there. you know what i mean don't take this the wrong way or anything but like you look you seem like the quintessential privateer guy like you're you know you got your own bike it's stock engine basically right like you haven't had the engine out and had it had it massaged right so you get a stock engine you're basically you're basically running the classic ten thousand dollar race bike right like just suspension right. tires body work that's it right yeah yeah so i'm just curious like uh you did the full motor america season right this year uh i believe the year before in, in 2019 yeah so what what does it what does it cost to for a guy like you to doing it that way to do a season with Motor America? Um these are ballpark. These are yeah, yeah, yeah. These are not these not are legally binding, binding figures, but I'll say uh <laughs> legally binding it, figures. It, yeah, yeah. Let's say fifty G is what? When I really went at it. Um, I guess it was 222. That was what we had that year. And this year, okay. I think it was a little less because we didn't have to travel, you know, quite as much. They, they only gave us five rounds. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it did save a little bit in travel. But when we went this year, the kitchen sink and tires and everything else. But I, you know, obviously no data. Um, it's just me, my dad, my sister. Um, you know, my family, when they come, my wife and my kids. Um, so we're not paying, you know, really anybody to transport. We're not paying any engineers, nothing. So like in your van, do you have like spare shit, like spare engine, spare, wheel, you know, I like take as, what I can. as much spares as you can. Yeah, I take what I can. Sometimes I have a spare set of body work. Sometimes I don't. Um, it just depends on how the finances are shaking out. If I'm bending the thing up a bunch. This year, uh, yeah, I had a, quite a few drops. So, um, you know, just racing, kind of getting towards the top 10 into the top 10 and just racing two seconds faster than what you're qualifying and dropping the thing. And so, yeah, um, you know, you got to you got to repair it as you go, get body work, you know, whenever you can paint it whenever you can <laughs> it's it, yeah, it's, yeah it's it's definitely not what they run out of the yamaha rig that's for sure it's it's everything i can get everything i can i can pull well i mean richard's doing the same kind of attitude everything he can get he just gets everything right or exactly. and if he can't yeah. get it he makes it right 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 so yeah it's uh it's a lot of fun with those guys are a lot of fun for sure but uh you know i mean they're um they're kind of they're the official effort for Yamaha, so you know they got a. It's a whole different thing, and they're doing. Are you are, do you do Superbike Cup too, or are you yeah. just doing the stock thousand? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. towards the end of the season, um, the the plan was to do it since the beginning of the season. We just didn't have the money to to do it. Um, but there, yeah. towards the end of the year, we were qualifying for all the for all the races. I just didn't have the tire allocation for it. Um, right. So we, we ended up doing, I think I did, I think I only did Austin actually. Really? I wanted to say I did Brainerd, but I think I only raced both races in Austin. Huh? Yeah. That's, that's interesting, man. Like I, 
you know, I was talking to uh, Nolan Lampkin, I think uh, right before Thanksgiving. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, he surprised me too, man. Like, I mean, he, I'll say it, like he kind of put off like serial killer vibes a little bit, right? Because he's so <laughs> intense. Uh -huh. But um, the dude, like, raced with hardly any spares. Like, it's crazy how you guys doing this and traveling the, you know, you guys are the show, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys, some of you guys could be like one blown engine away from being done, right? Like, that's, that's tough. Yeah, it is tough. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's what we can afford, but we want to be out there. We love it so much. Like what, it's not going to stop us if we don't have a part, like we go out there and hopefully we can find it in the paddock. You know, we, we run it how it is. Yeah. And we don't run. It don't matter. Yeah. We're still out there. So of the tracks on the Moto America circuit that you go to, which one is like your jam? Like, this is my shit right here. I know I'm going to do good here every weekend. Uh, historically it's been Barber. Um, it's one of my dad's favorites. He loves, we're clean freaks, OCD, all that. And, uh, so Barber's kind of like, it's pristine. It's beautiful. Um, we run good there. It's a, it's a fun track. It kind of flows looks together. Like it doesn't beat. Yeah. It flows together. It doesn't beat you up like some of the other tracks on the calendar do. Um, so it's, Historically, it's been better for me there to go quick. I can race okay. kind of in, inside the top 10 there pretty normally. So I'd say that's probably a very close number one to like a Road America or uh, Road Atlanta. Yeah. See, I was like thinking you'd be a Road America lunatic. I love Road America. It's so much fun, man. I love it. Yeah. I've only been there. I've only raced there twice. Um, but the first time I went, I was just like, this is insane. Like some people in their life will not understand how insane a place like that, just the speed and the, the way that you have to commit to some of that stuff in order to be quick and to race side to side with, you know, whoever's in your group or, uh yeah. even behind like it's it's just you have to commit so so much more than you do anywhere else because of the speed really yeah but barber's not like that barber's more would you say more of like a writer's track maybe or a yeah i'd say think? that it's uh yeah i'd say it it just flows it flows really nice so there's not really hard braking or anything like that you're it's more of like I guess a Chuck Walla, where you just kind of let the thing roll everywhere. You use a brake, got trust that you've got enough grip to let the thing roll. And the right. more you do that, the quicker you go. Yeah, I, I do remember that. I just, it's easier said <laughs> than done sometimes, right? It's like, you yeah. know, Fuzzy, um, Fuzzy Castro. Do you know him? Mike Castro? I love that. I love that little guy. Yeah. I love that little midget, right? So, yeah, yeah, so Fuzzy and I worked together when I was doing well out there. And, um, mm -hmm. man, is, you know, I'd come to him and I, I'd be like, yeah, it feels like a melting ice cream sandwich on the front, you know. And he's like, what? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know anything yeah. about setting up a motorcycle. I just get on the thing and ride it. And, yeah. you know, he really worked with me and got me going really pretty good out there. You know, it was, like I said, two Yeah, plates, I'd say you were going good. Know? 
I'd say you were doing good. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it. It. One of the things we talked about right away. He he said he noticed my writing, and he was like, hey, "You used to write a six hundred, didn't you?" I'm like, "How did you know?" He's like, "Well, you're writing a thousand now, so like maybe you shouldn't <laughs> write it so much like a six hundred. And right. um, yeah. and what he meant by that, I think, was that I was um writing lower gears for longer. Mm-hmm and revving it to the moon and he's like you don't need that you have this thing now called torque and so you know that helped me tremendously um i don't know if that'll still help me (laughs) you know like i I used to think of the brake lever like a little safety blanket right yeah 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 especially there that's exactly what it is you don't you don't really need it all that much you just kind of it's the safety it's the safety you talk right. to Ozzy Dave, and everything for Ozzy Dave is just the throttle. Fix it with the throttle. Yeah. Keep keep, keep heating the tires. Fix it with the throttle. Keep it pen, mate. Yeah. <laughs> don't be yeah, like exactly. you know. The the biggest feedback I get from Stamboli is don't be a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're at their level, it's true, right? But it takes it takes time and experience to get there. They don't. Yeah. They don't just get there, jump on the thing, and twist the throttle. I mean, there are guys like that. Um, you know, Bradley Ward, one of my one of my good friends. Haven't Dude. talked to him in a while, but Bradley was fast as hell, and that yeah, guy just twisted the throttle. But you know, it can bite you too. It can bite you for sure. It bit in him a case, lot. Yeah. Right. Because he, you know, he came out. He was pretty quick on that thousand, right? But he was quick on uh, and. He, yeah, he he wrote it almost like the same way he did that R6 that he was racing when he first came out, right? Mm-hmm. But now he's he's out of the sport, right? Like I don't I don't think he's in support at all, right? No, no. From from what I know, it's not anywhere in the in the history or or future, <laughs> right? That's uh, he's had the same injury on a on a on a big big bone that he can't take again. So I think he's oh man, that one in Jersey. Oof. I can still kind of picture it in my mind, dude. Like, how the fuck did? And then he broke the leg again, right? The same way. He broke it. Did he? Did he have to put a new rod in it? A longer one? Like, I mean, that's the only thing you can do. What else do you do? And at that point, like, you're gonna be, you're gonna lose your leg if you break it again. So. Right. Yeah. It's. uh, I can totally understand his his perspective, man. But yeah, talk about a guy that just. There's no thought of a consequence he, of falling down. He, he did he not half send it. He was full send. No. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's the problem. Is there is there somebody that you race against pretty regularly in the Moto America circuit that's like that around you or near you? Um, No, I, I don't think there's anyone like that. I, 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 I mean, there's plenty of brave guys. Yeah. They're, they're just way more experienced and smart about it. Um, right. And not knock, knocking Bradley. Like, I love that kid, but just not one of his strong suits. When he's he's going, he's he's uh, he's sending it, and that's it. But if you're talking yeah. about, like, a, if you're talking about a Hayden Gillum or somebody like that, they're just so they're, – they, they're, they're, their mindset is not, I'm going to send it their mindset is we're going to plug at this until I get the bike exactly how I want it. So I can go fast on it. Right. And it's just not, you know, it's the Valentino Rossi, the old Valentino Rossi thing. I'm going to ride it 90% most of the race. And if somebody tests me, then I'll go to 95. 
Most right. of the time, I'm not going to 90 up to 100. percent Yeah, Bradley. Bradley was going 110. <laughs> he had something to prove, man. He had something to yeah. prove, and he did it. He was there. I mean, no, it dude, was amazing totally was. to see when he was. Yeah, when he was doing it, I was just like, I just does not care. He's going to send it. It was great to see. Dude, until, I until I had a race with him um, at Chuckwalla, right? I think right before I stopped. I think it was like maybe the month before I stopped racing out there because um, I did that Nikon thing, you know? I high-sided mm -hmm. the Nikon on Friday of mm -hmm. the February round at 19. But, um, you know, he put it under me going up the slide before the back oh. straightaway. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like I'm on a thousand, you're on six hundred. You're killing your drive, and I'm just gonna smoke you as soon as we're straight up and down. And uh, he's he after the race, he comes up to me and he had such a sense of humor, right? He's like, "Hey, how'd you think of that cheeky pass right there?" Right? Like, yeah, he's hilarious. That kid was a he was a riot. He was a riot he, for sure. He we had we had some fun. I'll say that we had a lot of fun. He's he's hilarious. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So you, your favorite tracks, uh, Barber, what's, uh, what's your best finish, um, since you've been doing the Moto America thing? Uh, seventh or eighth, I believe. Okay. Um, it would go back to 19, I think at Jersey. It was a pretty thin, pretty thin grid. Um, I think it, and I don't know if it's or not, but I tend to be pretty good in the rain. I just, we just don't get to race it a lot here. And you and you um, tend to be in the rain at Jersey for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least <laughs> at least at some point of it. Yeah, um, I'll never forget. I think that was the first time I was ever there, and I show up, and it's mud. Like the paddock is mud, and they're putting us in these spots. Like here's your spot, and I'm a little privateer guy. I can basically fit my van wherever I want. And I'm like, I'm not parking in the mud. No way. So I just yeah. kept my bike in the van until it was time to tech it, rolled it up to tech, drove up to tech, rolled it out, put it in the tech, the tech barn, put it back in the van. I kept it in there until it stopped raining. And then I, you know, I had them move me into the mud wherever they wanted after it dried. But yeah, that place, I could not believe that was like the paddock. Dude, and I really liked I the think, track. But the I think I saw pictures of that. Uh, where they like riders that already know that about Jersey, they roll out like a sheet of plywood and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's pretty crazy, man. Like, seemed like yeah, they putting... should have that all paved instead of those little dirt islands that they have there. Yeah, and then of... it's like it's sloped too. So like, if anything gets wet enough to like slide down, it's going downhill. It's not none into of it's your flat. pit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, look, I got this yeah. sweet new set of this is new toolbox. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing is the, the paddock's always super friendly. If you need to get under, take some cover or something. But yeah, what a mess. Yeah, it just, you know, it just seems like uh, th for whatever reason, every year that weekend is wet. You know, I don't know. Yeah, at least that one Somebody should send a strongly worded letter to the whoever is doing the scheduling. Yeah, I don't think it would matter much, though, because it's it's yeah. just one of those tracks like you're in the, well i mean there was the a season wasn't there a season a few years ago where almost every round had rain it was like uh, oh we're in the middle of a drought let's ha let's schedule a moto america weekend here so it'll rain 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see any of that rain except for at Barber and maybe Brainerd. Brainerd had one uh, little yeah. short burst and we practiced in Oh, I practiced in it just because I liked it and I thought it was going to hold out, but it was dry for the races. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I could see Brainerd being okay in the wet. Um, the old Brainerd, maybe not so much, right? Because yeah. the old Brainerd, you'd have yeah. to go down the drag strip. Mm -hmm. Did you race that? No. No? No. I, I watched it on TV. <laughs> did it scare you? I've ridden, I've ridden at Brainerd now. Like, you know, I did but, a test mm -hmm. with the team and got to ride some R7 thing there a couple years ago, but... Yeah, I mean, so you didn't come off track. the drag strip. You've never come off the drag strip. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to though. I never have I, either. The, all the local dudes that from the CRA, that's the OG CRA. Yeah. Those dudes yeah. say they have some more stories, dude. Yeah, I've heard so, some of them, and I've never got yeah. to race it either. But my sister like lives up there now. Hundred eighty mile an hour turn one. Uh huh. Yeah. With a yeah. with a partition like coming on to the coming off of the stuff like you hit that stuff now into turn one and it upsets everything. I could imagine. Oh yeah, getting a run yeah. at it for a half mile or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, there. All you gotta do is, I mean, YouTube has some videos from some old mm -hmm. AMA days. I mean, even the six hundreds back then. I mean, they're like yeah. in six gear on the pin, and they're you know? throwing it down. Yeah. Yeah. So what yeah, do you, what I, do you I think? Happen... Uh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you. I was just gonna say I, I happen to be that kind of guy. I just like I like that about that place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those fast, those fast leaned over turns. Like I just like them. But I don't. I've never ridden that, so I don't know how much I'd like that. But I'm, I'm sure I, I raced at Willow for a decade. You know, so that shit totally. That huh? Yeah, I love that place. I love that. Yeah. Place. You know, six gear, throttle to the stop, knee down through turn eight. Like that's, it's like, yeah, you know, yes. Yeah. And um, I don't know how it'd be now, but man, back in the day, that place was something else. Like, I mean, it yeah. was, that was kind of the place, kind of the way people treat Chuck Walla now, right? In the wintertime, yeah. some yeah. bunch of pro guys come and sort their shit out in the wintertime and, pick a couple of fights with the amateurs and then they yep. go nationals again. Right. Yep. 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 I, 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 I don't know that history of it, but it seems like it'd be the perfect place for it. Well, you know, a million years ago, WSMC, it was like, uh, on, on, on any given weekend, like factory Yamaha would show up, you know, yeah. Arion Honda every now and then would show up. So yeah. it, like you'd be a club racer dipshit on the grid with like Jamie hacking you know, Tommy Hayden, Anthony yeah. Govert, Jake Zipke, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, yep. but now, like, now people at Chuck Walla, they're gritting up against, you know, Corey Alexander and Aussie Dave and whoever else, right? So, yep, it's pretty cool. Yep, it's a spot. It's a spot for the winner. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think? Like, uh, I heard you say, Barber, and you you definitely like the super fast Road, Road America type, Road Atlanta, probably, too. Um, yep. I didn't hear you mention Laguna Seca. Oh, I love Laguna. I love Laguna, but it's just not, I mean, the history is great, but, yeah. um, it's not, yeah, it's not road America. I'll say that. 
but it is, yeah, like it's for me anyways, like I, I just love that. I just love that bar to bar at that speed, but uh, Laguna, like I've, I've only raced it twice in my whole career. So, um, okay. And it's everything it's cracked up to be. It's like when you threw your CRA thing, when that was, I think that was the first time I raced it. No, no, no. I raced it one time before that um, in 19. And okay. uh, like it, it was, it scared the crap out of me the first time I raced it because I, you know, you go there Friday morning, uh, the Marine layers like settling on the track. I couldn't see anything. It was, it was they're like, Oh, let's send the stock thousand guys out. <laughs> exactly. And it was for the first time, like that's the first time I saw the track. I walked it the night before, but getting on the track, I couldn't really see past, I'd say like 50 yards, 80 yards. Cause the mist right. was there so thick. And then when you're, you know, dropping the corkscrew the first time you're sliding. Like that was my first experience with it. So it right. scared me a little bit, I'd say, for the first couple sessions. And then I started to get more comfortable. But I was racing at that point, like 15th, you know, 15th, maybe not, 15th to 19th. I don't remember where I was. Just fighting for my life for no reason way back there because you just don't have the confidence to send it. And you're, then I went to your CRA. fires every corner, right? Exactly. Met and the then I went to your CRA. Out, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and every That's lap. That's the best okay. way to ride and learn to track, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> I, and then I went to your CRA. Uh, you did. You had a twenty lap race, and oh yes. my god, it was so fun! It was so yes. fun. I, I came from like the back, and I remember just passing someone every other corner, and you just got more and more confidence, more and more confidence. It was great. And then we actually raced it. That I think it was like what two weeks later or something for Moto America. Yeah, like two weeks later, Moto America raced there, but yeah, like I'm, you know, I, I'm obviously I, I've sold my stake in CRA. I ran all the right. way to the bank with a smile on my face for, with that check. Um, right. but you know, of my time, um, building that club from the ground up and, you know, I'm actually the reason why that that event happened at Laguna. Um, oh, yeah. that event was mine and I, basically mm -hmm. donated the weekend to the race club so they could so the club could have a race event there and you right. know like the significance of like bringing club racing back to laguna for like the first time in like 40 years or something i thought that was pretty cool too um but on the other side you know in addition to running everything i did get to have a good time racing there so like and i'll remember yeah, that you, forever yeah, yeah you raced it I remember, yep. I remember seeing you that race on, on track. Um, yeah, it was fun. Briefly, that was a great event. You probably I, passed me. <laughs> I, I did. I did, but you were going good. You were having fun. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, I, yeah, I, I think mean, I did better in some of the other races, but yeah, I mean, I don't know anymore. It just takes me longer than it used to, to like get up to pace, you know? Yeah. So you're not riding every day anymore. So you're right. riding the, the pedal right. bikes. Yeah, I'm a fucking bicyclist now, you know, riding that thing all the time. So I got to listen to your dweeby stories about those things. And I just shake my head. You shake your you shake your head at San Francisco <laughs> to L.A. Nosco. No, not at all. No, not at all. I'm a mountain bike guy, so I get it, man. It's it's. So oh, are you? Fun. OK. Yeah, I, I love it. Not a roadie, though, huh? No, it, I, I mean, I get the appeal, but here, I live in Arizona, man. Like we get. We get riding all year long, 
uh, all the techie, rocky stuff you want, downhill, climbs, like it's, it's perfect training. It's great to just get up in the mountains and get out of the city for a little bit. It's perfect for me. I love it. So you're riding in the mountains that were like the background on like National Lampoon's vacation? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, South Mountain. Where those Indians were uh, like, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's the same ones, but that's... that's. It uh, always looks like it. Yeah. Like I always think of that when I'm driving to Podium Club. I'm like, I wonder if that's where Clark jumped the, you know... <laughs> no, I think that's, I think by the time you're down there, you're like, you're still barely seeing the backside of South Mountain, but there's some good stuff. Sedona is another great place to go mountain biking, uh, Flagstaff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I, I got a lot of people out here that are mountain bikes and roadies and, you know, mm -hmm. I've got some roadie friends that are doing gravel as well. And, you know, a few of them tried to scumbag me into getting a gravel bike and I'm like, why? My God. Why? I'm not yeah. I, like I I love cycling. It's I, it's a great time for me, but at the same time, I'm like, do I really want to get another fucking bicycle? No. I mean, this one's enough, had, dude. So you've got one bike and you do all the work on it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get. I can get that. Like, I mean, just maintaining my mountain bike at times can be cumbersome, especially when it's like in the race weekend. Like I've got a lot of stuff to work on, right? Working on the race bike and then going to the mountain bike. It's. I mean, I don't got to do a whole lot. I don't do got to do a whole lot. I mean, lube the chain, you know, keep the sealer up to, you know, in the tires yeah. and charge the batteries in the shifters. That's, you know, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that seems, I guess my time, my day is, is a little bit more compressed. I imagine you're a busy guy. You're a pretty busy guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a day job and run the track days program that, you know, I do this crap. So. Sorry. My kids just got home. They, they want to say hi. They just came home from, from soccer practice. Oh, right on. I get right on. Yeah. Sorry. Family man. I'll He's go. like, I'm podcasting. I'm Oh, no, she's mad at me. She just walks out. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. Okay, so you got the Suzuki. Um, you're going to, I guess you're planning on doing Stock 1000 again this year? That's the plan, yeah. Superbike Cup as well. Oh, Superbike Cup as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, what's your plan to make that happen in, a, in the best way possible? Um. That's all in the works now. Um, yeah. Putting 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 the uh, the data on the bike. That's going to be a big big piece of it. Um, my dad and I uh, just kind of learning the software. Kind of focus on uh, you know I've seen Nolan's uh, YouTube on on that stuff. I've been kind of researching because I've never I've never really looked at it. It's oddly enough the Podium Club Track Day um, was the first time I actually got to look at my own data. Uh, right, buddy Tebow, few he had a Suzuki. Yeah, he okay. he let me ride for the first day, and he had it hooked up with all of his data stuff, and I got to look at it with with my own data coming off the bike, and it was like, man, I don't know how I did it so long without any of this. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the next. It's step, a lot though, obviously. right? I mean, yeah, it looking is. at your data is a lot. It is. It's so, a lot, but what what did you get? You get a AIM system or something? What'd you get? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, we're 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 talking with AIM now and trying to put all that together. 
Um, I'd, I'd like to put it together a package deal with uh, Bobby and uh, Flow for Law guys. Um, not putting any pressure on them, but yeah, we'd like to do that because they've got two R ones, Ben Smith and Bobby. And then okay. it, uh, if we can do a package deal for all three of us, that'd be great. But okay. I know you know business is business. You got to see what what fits best and what costs they right. can get to us. Obviously, I'm not going to do it without it. I'm kind of spinning my wheels without it because it takes too long to plug through a race weekend without being able to see data. Um, I'm at that point now to where I think I know enough about setup, but you need to make sure you need to confirm it with data. What you're right. feeling is what you're seeing and what you're getting back from the bike. And I think at that point, like it'll, it'll definitely put us up into a, in another, we'll be able to race deeper into the pack for sure. Yeah. Uh, when I, when I talked to the other privateer guy, Nolan Lampkin, <clears throat> yeah. he, and you know, I, I actually shared some of this experience with him as well is that you know you can look at the data and what did he call it he's he was like data fatigue yeah, or something I, yeah I yeah, yeah. it, it might have been something else but it's something like that where you're basically looking at so much data that you kind of get lost in it and so yep. like you can you know maybe pick a couple of things to look at and one of the things that i always looked at which seemed like the easiest thing to look at was like my my brake pressure to you know from on brakes to back to gas and then that yeah. that wuss gap the gap between yep the wuss gap right and so yep. I, I would work on that and holy shit just working on that was worth time so yep. uh but without yep. the data you're like oh yeah dude like uh, you know that full you know full gas right away and then you look at the data nope womp, womp, no. right yeah so yep, yep. And our memories really aren't that good, just human beings, but racers especially. Like we're out there trying not to die, and you 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 have something to tell you exactly what's happening. Like that's that's a game changer. So, so high rev Trev actually has high high rev Trev has a comment too that goes with that. He oh, it's paralysis yeah. by analysis. Yeah, that boy. Yep. That's the one. Thanks for that. Uh, that's. I don't think that's how. I don't think that's how uh, Nolan said it. But yeah, that's that's. It's the same effect. No, I think that's the phrase he used. Paralysis by check. analysis. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think did. I even listened to it. I think I listened to yeah. it. Yeah. And then, um, and then Trevor actually has a couple of questions. Um, he says, "How did Flow Law deal come uh, about at the end of the year?" Did they pick you up and Ben Smith the last couple of rounds? Like, how'd that work? Yeah, so uh, Bobby Davies, um, one of my – man, I've known that guy since I started racing, since 2013, something like that. Um, Bobby Davies Texas. is the first commenter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he uh, he's from San Antonio, and I was living in Austin at the time. Uh, we, we raced together the entire time in CMRA. We are buddies the whole time, and – Bob, you know, he's been, he came off an R6 and then I think it's only recently, relatively recently, three or four years on an R1. So the next thing to do is go uh, pro racing with it. Um, and he had buddies that, uh, I guess, school, school buddies that were successful with their law business. Uh, Flo is one, Matt, Matt Moreno, Flo Moreno brothers. And um, they, they sponsored him. They just, you know, they told him whatever we got to do to get you guys some help and and uh get you going quick obviously it was benefiting his business um he puts out awesome media i, I don't know if i'd seen anybody put out media like that at all in the entire paddock there hmm. towards the end of the year 
Um, if you if you haven't seen it already, take a look at it. It's really cool yeah. stuff. And he was just blasting it. Like he had camera crews out there taking, you know, uh, little snippets of everybody. And it was good. It was good stuff. But he was benefiting from it. Obviously, Bobby benefited from it. And I was, I'm just buddies with him. So I was pitting next to him and got to hang out with him. And that's how that happened. The uh, last two races, they helped out with a bunch. And yeah, they actually, that Austin round was a memorable one because of all of, all of their help. So um, big shout out to them. And, and um, the Austin, the Austin round was the final round for stock thousand, right? Or no? Yes. Okay. That's a bummer that it's only five rounds. <clears throat> Seems like yeah, a lot of travel I, for five rounds. Yeah, it is. But I mean, you get you get Superbike Cup though. The same amount of track time. Same amount of track time. If you're doing the Superbike Cup, you get all of it. Guys like Nolan, um, you know, they do the full season. Uh, right. I wanted to make that work, but I, I couldn't I couldn't financially. But that's the goal for this year. Let's make let's make all those happen. So well, let's talk about it. Like what what is it that you need in order to make that happen? You know, and like, do you, do you need like somebody to hook you guys up with a hotel or like uh, travel expenses? What, you know, what is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Obviously like a title, like a title sponsor would be, okay. would be awesome. Um, somebody to, you know, give a, give a chunk of change for the entire season or round by round. Um, anything helps. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in it for the stock rounds anyways. Uh, but I think with a little bit more track time, um, you know, good data package, somebody to help me plug through that data. Um, you know, my dad's gonna, he, he's always there helping my, my sister's there kind of crew chiefing everything, learning, learning as she goes, but really it's going to take just that extra bit of money to one, make sure we have tires for every session. That's, that's a huge bill. Um, and then yeah. obviously accommodations and travel, that's huge as well. Um, but if we get there, I mean, maintenance is going to go through the roof on the bike. That's another big chunk, but like we can compete, we can compete there. It's just a matter of being able to get there financially and having the spares. Like if we, if we fall down, I don't have to worry about it. Right. If fall down. Like, I don't know if I can race the next round, um, mm. or the next bike or the next race, even not just the next oh. round. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes, like I said, like I, if I take a spare, spare set of body work, I'm lucky. But usually this this year, I was more than half the season without a spare set of body work. I just bought it after the, the round was done. So then you would uh, duct tape it back together or whatever and just kind of make whatever it Whatever I got to do, yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, tech don't always like it, but I'm <laughs> they look pretty. And we still put on a good show that, you know, the the fans still show up. They appreciate that stuff. Sometimes we just, we just want to race. Well, I mean, I'll be straight with you, man. Like the, the Superbike team, they've had a couple of times where it's like, yeah. there's not another tank, you know? So they have, um, they have strips of vinyl that they've had painted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know they like I, I painted know the tricks. vinyl, dude. <laughs> yeah i know all those tricks i i detail for a living so like if i gotta if i gotta bust out the spray paint and just patch it up real quick that's fine as long as we can get Do you have a let me ask you this you know because you're the the quintessential privateer guy mm -hmm. do you have like a welder on your in your van <laughs> no i don't have room for it what uh, no I i'm surprised i thought you'd be yeah, welding I, something no 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 if i if i need to i'll find somebody and 
locally and they'll they'll weld it up for me or something but nah i can also remember back in the day i don't know if there's anybody still doing this but <clears throat> some of the privateers would um you know body work body work's expensive now it's like over a thousand bucks for a set right sure. <clears throat> for good body work i mean i guess you can get hot bodies right <laughs> yeah you could i you mean could. you know like i said before cheap shit is still shit right and, and it gets you, you know, but these guys, these guys, I can remember they would go and buy like shark skins or something and then take molds of it. And then they would go home and make their own sets of bodywork spare out of the shark skin set that they bought. If I had the time, <laughs> I'd do the same thing. Trust me. Is that right? I don't have the time. Yeah. Like even doing a patch on a, you know, a busted, you know, even a hole <laughs> on the side of the main fairing. It's like, it can be a pain in the ass sometimes. So yeah, you take your time with it. You get the cardboard and, you know, duck. Mm -hmm. you get the Home Depot boat repair kit, uh -huh. right? Yep. There's, there's one on my body work right now. Like it's, it's holding <laughs> strong, but it's not going to be there much longer. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it might not look pretty, but it, it, it'll be strong. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's super strong. Yeah. It's not going, if it goes through that, then it'll probably tear off the other side of it or something. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Man, that's. I mean, you literally are, I mean, it's like, wow, bro. Like how, what drives you to keep doing that? Like, uh, I mean, you're, you're knocking on formula forties door, dude. So like what, yeah. what's driving you to keep pushing forward? Ah, I just love to compete. I think, um, racing is definitely like a bug. It's a, it's a, it's a mind virus for sure. Like once you taste it, it's not going away. Yeah. Um, that's definitely part of it, but I'm, I'm them most I'll say that. And, um, yeah, I've got the, I've got the racing in my DNA. My dad, you know, started with that whole thing. He loved drag racing and indie cars and all that stuff. And I just love it. I love every part of it. It's great for my family. It's hard on us a lot of times you know, being away yeah. and, you know, my wife, she does an awesome job with our kids when I'm gone and all of that kind of stress that it puts on you. But uh, they know that it's it, it, it keeps me going strong. So they let me do it. And it's uh, it's like one of the best parts of my life besides my family. So, yeah, I just the, the big thing I, I, I always tell my wife is um, like I want my kids to grow up around something kind of extraordinary and kind of extra, you know, more than just going to school and playing the sports, which is awesome because I right. did it. I, I played basketball half my life and I loved it. it. It taught me a lot of good things. But the biggest thing is like, if you want to go do something as crazy as it seems, go do it. Don't, don't let nobody tell you, you can't. And that's, that's what they see when we go racing. Every, not just me. It's like everybody in the paddock, just if it's, yeah. it's crazy, but go yeah. do it, go do what you love. So let me ask you this. You, like you're a parent, you, do, are your kids in school yet? Like what, yeah. How, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got two so, eight-year-olds, a ten-year-old, and a little two-year-old, and one on the way. So what? What's it like showing up to like a school thing around all the other normal parents, <laughs> and you're the motorbike racer? Like, how does that conversation yeah. go? Like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a bank, whatever. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I race motorbikes. Like, how does that go? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Conversations I, with I, the normies. I, I, yeah yeah no everybody thinks it's cool um but yeah they all think i'm crazy it's yeah 
it's uh they're like what are you doing like you got kids to raise and all this it's like yeah but like i love it like it's not going anywhere how how many times when you're when after like almost immediately after you tell somebody that you race motorbikes do they mm -hmm. come up with a story about how they know a guy that got killed on the street yeah. or whatever oh my uncle he yeah. lost his leg and this and that yeah right? i mean it it happens at least 50 percent of the time at least <laughs> and 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 you're like you know i'm sorry that's the that's the consequence of being of something un, unfortunate happening or just being unlucky yeah. my own my own cousin passed away from that we were really close and he passed away on the road yeah and it's unfortunate but it happens yeah it's not going to stay it doesn't stop yeah, people, anybody from riding you know people don't realize that um that people die of stuff you know it's just it's like that it's just part of life you know yep it's the yep. end of I life can't be but scared it's, to you die. know yeah i mean dude we're you know you gotta die of something yeah exactly right yeah i, I make the so. joke often enough and none of my family likes it but like if i go in a big fiery ball like i was having fun that's for sure i i, I feel that i feel that my wife's probably watching this crap in the other room going, I've heard him say that. Before. You idiot. <laughs> you idiot. You guys are yeah. dumb. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'll, 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 I've been racing for 25 years, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I, I used to, Jacob West and I used to have this joke when we were in our 20s. And it was, you know, older people are always like, oh, my ache in this, oh, my ache in that, you know? But at least, but they don't know where it came from. But at least we'll know where it came from. Well, I'm gonna right. tell you right now, goddammit, I know where it came from, and it's not funny anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm sure I'll get to that point. There's, I'm, I'm pretty good with my fitness and all that. But yeah, there's still, there's definitely times where I can feel it. And yeah, so what? Like, go and train. Uh, stronger you keep your body, some of that stuff will heal. Some of it won't. Do what right. you can financially and otherwise, medically. Um, but yeah, just keep training, keep keep moving around. Don't be afraid to get outside and do something fun. All of that, yeah. all the yeah, you know, the, all the stuff you hear. Like you got to you got to do what you love. Yeah, the racing thing is the racing thing is. I'm anymore. I'm just chasing fun at this point, right? Like uh, you know, I mean, I'm old. I got nothing to prove. I don't give a shit. So right, let's go have fun, yeah, man. Where, let's see what's what. Where, Whereas, and I, I, I love that like mindset and one day I will get there, but right now I'm, I'm still in the thick of like, I've got something to prove. I've, I've, I started late in this whole thing. Yeah. I know I can compete deep into the top 10. And oh, hundred percent, dude. hundred percent. And it's, it's that, it's that like fire that she just, it, it's not going to go out until I know I, I know I did all that I could do to get there. And until I do that, then I'm probably not going to be done. I, I got to watch you at Podium Club a little bit um, riding Tebow's bike uh, while I was out on track, and I was watching your your corner exits, and I was just like, "God damn, Bill, you're like, <laughs> yeah." You know, I was yeah, I was but, stoked on it, man. Stoked on it. Yeah. So his his bike was fun to ride because he had uh, he had like second gear turned way down, so you could basically open it and let yeah. the let the variable timing just like smoothly spin the tire up so it was fun i was playing with it on those shake yeah. up tires we had and yeah it's the the suzuki already gets out of the corner pretty good but the way you right. set it up 
was was pretty nice. So it was fun. So you felt what it felt like to have electronics that actually connect to the laptop. Yeah, that'd be nice. That's that's yeah, pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah, it's always been one thing. Hopefully, you've gotten that shit sorted by now, right? Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working. Yeah, yeah. We we have stuff going into the bike. We have a similar setup on on the Yamaha, you know, with the kit stuff, and basically, you can go and set the torque and power curve, Mm -hmm. you know, basically every gear, you know, throughout the rev, you know, throughout the gearbox and rev range too. Yep. So I usually yep. set the thing to choke the shit out of it in first and second gear, right? And then yep. a little bit more power in third and then give it everything from fourth up. And right. um, But like you said, man, you stick the thing. I mean, you could get to the apex and stick the thing. And it's just like, yeah. it sounds like it's, uh, it sounds like it's running weird. Like it doesn't sound yeah. right. And then all of a sudden, it, yeah. Yeah. you leave that yeah. like initial, um, that a uh, flat spot in the torque curve, you leave that and then it's like, okay, I'm straight up and down now. Yep. It works. Let it rip. Yep. Um, yeah. So not so many wheelies though. Ah, uh, I've never been much of a wheelie guy. I like uh, to go fast. I, right. I was yeah. always the wheelie guy until I got this set up. And then now I understand <laughs> what Richard was saying about how, you know, those who can't race wheelie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like I still, but I know be a guy on my mountain bike, just riding around with my dog or whatever. And I'm like, damn, I'm just, I'm just not that guy. I'm not the wheelie guy. I'm yeah. not a Bradley Ward. That's for sure. That dude could hold one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some guys, I mean, there's some guys that are that guy and the lunatic behind the bars too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, Hayden Gillum, right. Like that dude, Ashton Yates. Yeah. Right. But just like bike control there, I mean, yeah. let's let's be real. They've been bike riding since they were babies, you know, two, three years old. Right. So like if I was doing it since then, if you were doing it since then, like you'd have some of that bike control where you just trust the damn thing. I th- oh, here's one for you. You're going to like this yeah. one. Um, this one's this one's from Bearded Jixer. Um, he's okay. a club racer out of SoCal. I think he does CVMA and the CRA series. And okay. he says uh, he wants to know if you talked about how and why you're on the Jixer. I think uh, you talked about getting on it, but I don't think you talked about why other than yeah, it was so, cheap. Yeah, no, it was, I kind of knew I was going in that direction because my only other options were the Yamaha and uh, back to a Cali. Um, okay. I didn't really, I mean, there's always other avenues, but I didn't have the money for it. So um, I was looking for both an R1 and a GS. And the first one I found, it was a, like, I wanted new, but I was going to my dealerships here locally and nobody would throw me a bone for uh, like sponsorships. Like, you know what? This ain't, this ain't going to work. And uh, right. Car club in Pennsylvania had a bike that Brandon Posh had run one weekend. Uh, I think it was like a endurance round or something. Like not even okay. 300 miles on the thing. And it was brand new. Um, <laughs> and it was a really good deal. And I couldn't even pass it up. I was like, yeah, I think this thing's going to be, this is going to work out. Um, and I had to get out of the Cali. So the, the Cali was sold. That one was in. And uh, I just, I just learned it. I, I, I've known some friends um, 
that have been riding a couple of them. Um, Ty Benford was one. He struggled with it for a while. Yep. And he was getting up. I trust what, more or less what he was saying on it. Um, William, William Russell was on another one, and he loved his. And uh, Dude, he still again, loves I, his. But he also likes yeah, that old he, vintage thing. He likes everything. He he does. Yeah, he does. And Right? But I think <laughs> I could understand, you know, again, I could trust a little bit of what he was saying. To where I'd be like, yeah, at least the thing is comfortable. It turns. Um, and if I wanted to, you know, I can work with some of the power uh, discrepancy with everybody else. I, I still knew Hayden was going to be running a stalker, you know. So there's people that had some information. So it was people that had a lot of information on the bike, which I had yeah. zero. So I was I was learning at Atlanta uh, still like geometry, um, some of the suspension stuff. So I just knew there was a little bit more information about it because it's an older platform. So that's most. Yeah, when I was racing a few years ago, I mean, it was nobody had a Suzuki. There was like one dude. Yeah. Everyone was either on Yamahas or or uh, Cowies, right? Cowies, and then all of a right. sudden, there was that big BMW boom, right? And then all yeah. of a sudden, all the Cowie guys became BMW guys like overnight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always, I always thought, I always thought most of the people that were on Cowies were doing it because the Cowie contingency money was crazy. Yes, that was um, a big part of it for sure. Right, for sure. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what BMW's contingency looks like, but um, I think our the Yamaha stuff is still the same as it's been for several years now. It's like five hundred bucks, right? Which I is on BMW contingency a couple years back, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's substantial now. It's just a good bike. It's a good platform, but it's yeah. going to take you, yeah. you know, somebody's going to have to help you with your, your electronics engineering and somebody's going to have to help you with your chassis. And there's only a few people that can help with that. And it costs. A lot yeah. Well, so you just got to get Steve Weir in your pit. You have to right? have Steve. If you're going to run it, like if you're a guy like me, you got to have Steve. You can't just go and figure yeah. it out on your own. Like even on club weekends, dude, like I think it was at, well, it was at Button Willow. I can't remember if it was Thunder Hill or not, but Steve Weir apparently is like at every club weekend too. Like he's at Chickwalla, yeah. he's at he's Button Willow. Yeah. He's fucking everywhere. Like how that dude is probably never home. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's busy, Would it be nice sure. to just be wanted as much as Steve Weir is wanted by BMW <laughs> guys? Right? Man, I feel I, I feel bad. Fuzz is one of them. Like everybody everybody is calling fuzz and i'm still one of those guys like i love that guy but shit he never has i bet you he never has a second to himself he's always answering a message or and they're or so, posting they're on usually instagram. so nice with it yeah, yeah he's yeah, posting yeah. on instagram but in all his other <laughs> and facebook yeah. yeah right yeah yes <laughs> yes yeah i mean i, lo hey, I so love that guy but this is actually a good question dude um and and it is from the honda guy so you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep that in mind when I say this question that he asked. But he asked, uh, does contingency come into play anymore? Because Honda's payout's pretty good. I mean, I bet it, it could, does. But it could. But at the pro level, like, you got to be real. If you're going to, yeah. the amount that you're going to get from their contingency, you, like, it's going to cost quadruple right. that just to just to put into your program to get there to the point where you're fast enough. right honda's honda's you know if they add that kind of contingency where it's 10 g's for a win or whatever like we got to be real because yeah. 
you're going to blow through 10 G's in a weekend, just trying to get the thing competitive. Right. So it could come into play depending on the platform, but you know, I played that game with the Cowie and like, I just wasn't in the, in the realm at the time to capitalize on it. And you got to be real about this. Some of that stuff. Yeah. Trev says that they pay back to 10th or whatever. Okay. But what, but how much? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm asking him if they pay club racing and I'm sure they do. What's, yeah. Sure they what's do. the numbers? Um, because the national series always paid more than the club races, but you know, back in the day, it was like club races. That's why those the bounty hunters really don't exist anymore because there isn't really much bounty. Um, that's probably why the Loudon classic thing was so stacked, right? Um, and anything that's similar to that, it gets stacked. Um, that's part of the reason why CVMA is stacked, CRA was stacked. Because there was yeah. something to win, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. But the bounty hunter thing, you know, there was guys winning two grand a race with Yamaha and Suzuki and Kawasaki money back Kawasaki. in the day. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I I'll call him out. Whatever, Brant Wee Wee, for instance. Like Brant was uh, front runner in AFM, front runner in WSMC, and he was winning Yamaha money like crazy everywhere. And then the right. following year the Yamaha money went from two grand to 500 bucks and Kawasaki was Kawasaki was paying stupid money. So he ditched his Yamaha's got Cowie's and instead of winning, he was finishing fifth Oh, or worse. Yeah. So yeah, like he never, he never really gelled with the, with the Cowie's and um, he spent more money trying to make the Cowie's feel like his Yamaha's did than he would have yeah. by just race continuing race Yamaha's and take the 500 bucks. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, again, when the only uh, experience I have with any of that was the Cowie stuff and they put out a good bike, it was fast. Um, and club stuff, it could murder if you were, if you were going quick enough to make it murder, but you'd have to be, I mean, Dave did it. He was racing that thing for contingency. Um, Right. Yeah, they were making money off of it, and and oh, their 100%. contingency was was good. Like they were get they were paying well, so it made sense to do it. But yeah, right. as soon as that dried up, like everyone had to go wherever you could get the fastest bike, the best, the cheapest platform, or just yeah. a fast bike. I mean, I I know Stefano said something like that too. Like he, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, he's he a he. Sure. If if there's a bounty hunter in the nation right now, he is it. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know anybody that's doing what he does. Yeah, you know. yeah, he's everywhere, and he's and probably he racing right. somewhere this weekend, right? Like, probably is. Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, uh, you, you can't get mad at a dude for. I mean, he he loves to race, and he's gonna go rake up the money wherever he can get it. Like, I get it. Right, right. Well, you know what, man? Like, this is fun, dude. Like, uh, do you have any? Do you have any sponsors you'd like to thank, or uh, you know, give shout out to tonight? Sure. Um, um wood woodcraft has always been like just awesome they since i started in 2013 they still like give me a lot of stuff and i appreciate them to heck um i maybe talk to you about some kyt stuff that's for sure for this upcoming year if we could if we could make that work. kyt stuff yeah yeah that one's not bad that one's not bad right there little limited red, little edition chavi flores yeah, little red and silver is good for me. Um, 
Yeah, it's I, I I mean I'm small man. There's there's not a lot of sponsorship stuff there. Um, um, you know, hustle hard, jumped on with with uh, the flow stuff. Of course, flow and and Bobby for for all their help. Um, hopefully, you know, I can be involved in some way this year again. Um, but my my dad, my mom, my wife, um, my kids, like it's it's a family thing, and it's we're we're really small, so. Anything that we get, you know, I'm not like the social media whiz. I, I kind of don't have time for it. I try, but I'm just not. You need good to get somebody it. to help Manny. Comment below if you can help Manny with his social media <laughs> game because he sucks at it. Yeah, I'm terrible at it. I, I don't hide it. My wife. Because you got wife, a good program, sister. dude. I mean, honestly, dude, I see the effort that you put in, and you know, it share. It should be shared. Some of it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I I totally agree. I see that. Um, it's just my, my, like the cadence of my day goes really quick and I've got a lot of other responsibilities with family and work and all that stuff. So, you know, I, we run a family owned business and I've got, got kids running all over the place. We got to take them to soccer and stuff. So like, definitely I have, I've em employed my sister for free and she takes care of some of that. My wife definitely helped right me with a lot of that. So, um, they're good at that stuff. I'm not, but it still takes me to kind of you know, get the content to them and all that. And I'm right. I'm just, I drag my feet sometimes. You forget to press play on the GoPro. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even have a GoPro. Like I, I just like, I just want to get on my bike and go. Like, I just don't care about getting my stuff out there. Okay. I so somebody's got to go to Costco and get a couple of GoPros for this guy. <laughs> right. Like get him a Nobody's couple of GoPros. You never know, man. People might send you some shit. What's the name? What's the name of your uh, detail business? Uh, it's PHX Auto Detailing here in Phoenix. You're in Phoenix, okay. Mm -hmm. So that yep. the next time in Phoenix, I'm gonna make you detail my shit. Okay. <laughs> my whole rig, That's everything. Fine. <laughs> That's fine. I'll I'll detail all day long, every day. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. Every, you know, Davy Stone. If you're watching this, have Manny do your truck, you know, and your boat. <laughs> Where's Davy's here? He's in Phoenix. Somewhere around, uh, whatever. It's all Arizona. <laughs> It's all Phoenix. Everything's a suburb of Phoenix. If it's not California, it's 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 Phoenix. Dude, Podium Club is basically Phoenix. It basically me. is, yeah. Right? That's true. So yeah. dude, I'm I'm impressed with your effort, man. Like you're you're that working class dude. I'm excited to be rooting for you this year. Um, I wish you the best of luck, Manny. Man, it's it's been fun chatting you up, man. Any final words, dude? No, man. I'm, I'm, I had a blast on here with you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, for throwing the bone. And yeah, I just, I, I, I love this stuff. I, there's nothing I'd rather do. So when I get to talk to you and geek out about stuff or just share, share stories, like that's what it's about for me. So thank you. And, and anybody listening that took the time. Like, yeah. I, I Thanks for everybody for watching that. this. Look for the number 20 in stock thousand um, in Moto America this year. Go, you know, go seek him out. If you're at the races, shake the dude's hand, maybe get a sticker or something, you know, have him detail your car. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that could work too. And yeah, um, yeah man, uh, I, I wish you the best of luck this season and thanks for the show, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Thanks again. Right. Yep. Thank you guys. All right. Bye.